0: Welcome to Antitrust Code by Concurrence. Concurrence is the leading antitrust database with over 30,000 articles on competition law. Concurrence is also the largest network of antitrust experts with lawyers, economists, enforcers and academics in 85 countries. By listening to this podcast, you will learn the fundamentals of competition law and hear about the latest antitrust news thanks
1: to our guests, the best experts in the antitrust world. Hello, you're very welcome to today's podcast where we're going to be discussing the value of data and whether or not we're approaching data in the right way. To discuss that today, I am very pleased to be joined by Christina Alaimo, Assistant Professor in Digital Economy and Society at Lewis University in Rome. Christina, thank you for being here. It's a very broad topic when we say we want to talk about data. What's your initial approach?
0: Thank you so much, Jennifer. Uh, First, I'm very happy to join you in this conversation, which of course I think it's very important to address right now. Um, My very general take and the initial step into discussing the value of data, I would say, Well, answering your question, are we approaching it in the right way would be no. (laughs) And this would be, you know, sort of my entry point and my very short answer to the title of this conversation. And then of course I would argue why. And uh, um, I would start very, very sort of with a basic and saying that the reason why this is not done is because data are still defined uh, talk about, discussed in a very narrow sense, in a very narrow way. Perhaps, you know, you and our listener, um have been acquainted to the slogan, data is the new oil, which at some point it was everywhere, uh, newspaper, uh, you know, discussion, public opinion, everyone was saying data is the new oil. That was not the right way to approach data to begin with. Uh, First of all, because data, yes, they are resources, but they are resources of a very peculiar kind. Uh, Certainly, they are not like oil. You don't find data out there. Uh, You don't extract data. When you use data, you can always use it. This is what the economist says, you know, uh, data not repleteable. Yeah, they, you can always use they. They are not consumed after use. So there are so many exceptions to the to the definition of data as a resource already that this was, you know, a very sort of false start, if we may say so, in defining data.
1: And I was going to say that, and of course, oil wells don't have fundamental rights to consider when we talk about personal data. So you you. Please continue your second point. I just, I'm interested in the different types of data as well.
0: That's also very, very relevant. And I think that um, when you think about how many different there are among the different kinds of data, if you think of data only as a resource, again, you would immediately be drawn to think about way of managing different resources. But it's not just that. And personal data, they do not procure value because they are resources that can be stored or kept aside and then used or not used. So what I would like to open up uh, for discussion here is to add to this resource definition and to say that data are not just resources, but they are also a medium. And this open up a very sort of different way of approaching data, but also of approaching how data can be governed or how can we talk about data, both in in the sort of public discourse, but also the sort of economic discourse in terms of how data produced value, produced value. Medium means that you do think through data, not just with data. And that's absolutely important. So we are talking now because we are transformed into data and we are transposed into data and recorded as data. And then then we can be reused, you know, later on as data, transmitted as data, stored as data. That's the kind of medium uh, definition which is so important and open up so much more the imagination and discussion about what we can do with data.
1: Well... There are a couple of different, you mentioned data as a medium. We've got data at rest, data in transit, data being processed, data being stored. And one of the questions we hear again and again is the value of data. Raw data is not the same as knowledge. So it's about what you do with the data. So what I wanted to ask you is about taxonomies of how we categorize the data. How important is that? It's almost the metadata attached to the content, if you like, that gives it value.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned something which has been very much debated and discussed uh, by, you know, information theorists and organizational theorists and lots of academic types and taxonomies to stay in the, in the conversation. So we, and, and, and that was the relationship between data and knowledge. It's true that data are uh, not knowledge but they are very much linked to knowledge. Data are not produced in a vacuum. They are not invented out of nothing, which means that they are always the product, and then I go to taxonomy from here, of a certain cultural milieu, way of seeing the world, not just technologies, but also social and cultural milieu, institutional, organizational culture. So the data that we can produce. And then that can be processed and and then then can be aggregated and then they can be sort of uh, the basis for new knowledge are also deriving from the knowledge that we already have. This is very important because it gives us immediately the perception again, the data are very different from resources. I mean, resources are not man made, you know, or culturally made or structured as data are, and data undoubtedly are. So from this, then we can a little bit elaborate more on taxonomies of data. Uh, Data have a life cycle. Data that are just produced are not the same data that then can be aggregated and processed are not the same data that are reused across different contexts, for instance. So it's not just a typology and a taxonomy which is linked to the uh, different sectors of data. So for instance, personal or health data, or I don't know, um, whatever, I don't know, music related data. But we should begin to appreciate, I think, a taxonomy which is linked to the life cycle of data. So the moment in which data are produced, uh, data would have certain quality and potential value producing quality which will be different when they are stored which will be different when we are they are aggregated and structured and metadata attached to them which will be different when they will be reused and recontextualized and so on and so forth
1: that's very relevant well you mentioned the word aggregate a few times and i think to most people and maybe to our listeners they understand what data processing is but data aggregation I suppose, leads to the, the, the big data that we hear about. Can you explain a bit more what we really mean by big data and how aggregated data has value more than just the sum of its parts?
0: Yeah, certainly. So by big data, we usually intend the fact that differently from before, now data are produced through various means. So if we always had lots of data, the census, the government always produce lots of data. Healthcare providers always produce lots of data. Organizations always produce lots of data. So how big data are different from previous big data? It's not just a big thing, which it is by the way, uh, but also the fact that data are produced from a variety of social, cultural, and organizational sort of moments, let me say, which weren't data producing moment before. So we produce data when we step out. We count our step, and we produce data. We produce data when we use you know, uh, social media, when we shop, when we order at a restaurant, when we travel. So all of this, together with previous form of data, makes big data big. So not just volume-wise big, but also variety-wise big. And then, of course, that's very important because it means that you will have lots of more opportunity to learn. And I go back to the definition of data as medium, attached to knowledge and producing value because of how it can be used to produce new knowledge.
1: You've talked there about the value of big data. And obviously for companies, the value is derived from what data they can use. So I wanted maybe if you could discuss the question of open data and what we mean by that and and how valuable that is when it's, as you say, already there and already being collected. But it seems that we're in a new era of using it differently.
0: Yeah. Um, perhaps before I, I I will address the last part of your previous question, which was about aggregation, which is also very, very relevant because, and it's connected to what you just mentioned, the fact, okay, so you have lots of data. How, what can you do with it? It's not a given that because you have lots of data, you can use it in meaningful way. And that's very important. It's very important for organization. It's very important for regulator, you know, to appreciate that. The fact that you have data out there, it doesn't mean, it, I mean, it, it is not immediately, does not immediately cause that you, you know, would sort of do fantastic thing or whatever. One passage between the two is data aggregation, which is absolutely relevant to be able to say something new with data. So to produce value through data. And why is it so? Because data alone, these bits and bots, they don't make any sense, hardly so. In order to make sense, they need to be structured. It means that you need to put all the same kind of data in the same little box, and that's data aggregation. Uh, And perhaps in this little box, you can add other types of data and, and construct something new that wasn't there before. So for instance, let me make a very sort of accessible example. A music track will be formed by different signals, which which is the sound of the track, but also by bits and pieces that are the names of the artists you are listening. And then uh, I don't know the date and the album or whatever. So all of this means aggregation. You aggregate all of bits and pieces and these aggregated bits and pieces form a music track and so on and so forth. Now, linked to your second question, Dan, um, the fact that you have lots of data and the fact that you can open data and everyone can access to it is not directly linked to how good thing you can do with that. You need to have lots of stuff, uh, which means technical capability, which means knowledge and expertise capability, new ideas, perhaps partner in order to set up and do stuff which are relevant and produce value out of data. Uh, And that's what we are seeing right now. The whole digital economy is basically the reorganization of social and economic activity around this. So around the fact that data do not behave as traditional resources and the very value linked to data is a knowledge discovery, learning uh, value. So new things are happening, new industry are rising up, and new ways of doing industry or, you know, economic activity.
1: Well, one of the things we see alongside that is an attempt to regulate and manage and legislate around the data. What are your thoughts on the, if you like, the European approach um, to, to managing data? We saw a big push three years ago. We had the GDPR, the General Data Protection Regulation, in place. We're now seeing uh, a more rules coming around, uh, a data strategy, a way of encouraging the economy to build on the open data and the free data that's out there. Uh, do you think Europe is getting it right I
0: think that Europe is uh, pushing through uh, regulation and it has made certain attempt, attempts which are, of course, uh, relevant and important. Um, I think it lacks a little bit of imagination in dealing with data. And by imagination, I mean a political vision um, and with, which, is, which I supposedly think as a positive push. So what can we create? with data rather than, okay, let's stop just everything because, you know, things are going under control. It's true that in the last few years, we've seen um, a different, you know, episodes that have sort of alerted both the attention of public regulators, but also private citizens. And and that's very good because, of course, we are now entering in a new era in which data governance are finally be discussed and regulation. But from this to say, try to analyze the attempts of Europe right now, I think there is still a big distance. So what what we should have is a political debate, a political vision, sort of on how we construct this digital Europe and Uh, how we can use data really for what they are, again, not just resources that can be accumulated. That's the vocabulary of the regulator, right? Um, That that could be extracted, it could be... All this vocabulary, if you think, Jennifer, is very much linked to data as resources and very little to the potentiality of value creation of data as uh, you know, knowledge maker, knowledge shaper, uh, discovery linked. So on that direction, I would love to see the intervention of Europe as a regulator, you know, um, a political vision of, of a digital future, which is of course, taking into account all the stakeholders involved. Uh, again, here the attention of course, is very much to citizen, but should be also to enterprises, to, public organization, which are not just states, but also many other public organizations. So that is what I feel is missing right now. So there are certain attempts uh, pushed out, but these attempts I feel they are still uh, not sufficient in order to sort of propose a political vision and um, uh, sort of um, prepare the ground both economic ground and social ground for a, a truly digital Europe.
1: Uh, one of my last questions, I think I know what you're going to say based on your uh, your approach and your thinking is there's this idea of data, data having value as a competition or an antitrust uh, element. And there is discussion at the European Commission level about whether it should be considered a resource uh, in terms of mergers and acquisitions. I presume you think that perhaps that's a little bit of a blunt way of looking at it.
0: Yeah, indeed. Indeed, because you can just have a look around and see that there are lots of organisations that have access to tons of data uh, and they are not getting regulated. (laughs) So it's like... And and then there are other organisations that have access to little data but have lots of infrastructural resources. And, and, you know, and, and then you know, again, you then don't get out this way of thinking if you look at data only as resources. What you need to put together in order to make data valuable is more than data. (laughs) And is indeed what we've talked uh, so far about is not just infrastructure meaning technology, but it's also an institutional makeup. An imagination, you know, uh, an organizational makeup, uh, capabilities, um, and of course also regulation, I mean, rules, governance, and all of these things that really make possible, um, I would say a more inclusive and hopeful uh, discussion about, about data. So indeed, It's good that merger and acquisition also have opened up to include data, but I think that um, sort of, you know, let's let's also open up on what data effectively are rather than try to fit data into old categories that are not anymore fitted for the purpose and try to, you know, and, and, and will not create a good, Uh, sort of uh, a good future, let me say. So that's the kind of thinking I, I, I want to push forward, yeah.
1: Well, a final question, and it's a big one. We've heard the phrase garbage in, garbage out. So in terms of data, there are questions about accuracy, about data hygiene, about implicit bias and so on. What can we do or what can organizations or companies do to ensure that it's quality data accurate data that they're using
0: Uh, that's a very relevant question and yes there is um, there is indeed a need to data practice so to arrive to a standard let me say or um, uh, yes let me say standard of data practice and by data practice i really mean to take care of the whole life cycle phases of data, which is at the moment of production, so try to avoid the garbage in, which is really uh, ensure that uh, the way in which data are produced you know, are fair and sustainable, let me say, ways, but also the way in which data are stored can create biases. Uh, the way the way in which data are processed, the technology that processes data can create biases. There are predilections that there are also embedded in the organization that process data. So if I am, of course an organization, I would have some aim and objective and this not exactly maybe correspond with the ultimate stakeholder or end user of the data. And these are normal. you I mean, it's fairy tale to expect that data uh, would restitute a sort of a trustworthy picture of anything included reality. Rather, what we should do, we should attention all of this moment of life cycle of data and connected data practice and work toward establishing standards, uh, best practices, um, transparent practices. And that I think would be a a very smart way to regulate data rather than sort of prohibited certain practices or, you know, stop certain practices whatsoever. For instance, I'm thinking about data aggregation. You need that. Otherwise you won't be able to make sense out of data, but the way you do it may be important. So, that's that's a kind of uh uh, yes data practices and you know this attention to um the data life cycle
1: thank you very much it's been a fascinating discussion we've been talking today to christina alaimo who is an assistant professor at lewis university and we've been discussing the value of data thank you for listening and do join me again next time for another antitrust code podcast
0: You listened to an episode of Antitrust Code by Concurrence. If you want to read more about this topic, check the Concurrence website where you can find all relevant articles. Follow us on Twitter, at CompetitionLows, and join the Concurrence group on LinkedIn to receive updates on our next podcast.